When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytelling, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea lands. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Retail sales forecast, happy holidays. Restaurant reticence is in decline. And restructured David's Tea expands into pharmacies. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Marketers anticipate strong holiday sales despite fewer footfalls at physical outlets due to surging demand online. Projections range from 1.28 to 1.3 trillion during the November to January gifting season. MasterCard spending pulse projects a 7.4% holiday sales increase and the widely cited Deloitte annual holiday forecast estimates U.S. holiday spending will grow between 7% and 9% in 2021. E-commerce sales are anticipated to be between $210 and $218 billion, a gain of between 11 and 15%, according to Deloitte. Last year's holiday sales came in higher than expected, increasing by 5.8%, according to Deloitte. The consensus is that consumers have spent down debt and have some cash to counter a gloomy summer with travel curtailed and vacations forced close to home. A consumer survey by Alex Partners found 88% of consumers plan to spend the same or more this holiday season, up 12% as reported in Chain Store Age. Quote, there's unprecedented pent-up demand out there. Consumers have lots of money in their pockets, in part due to recent government programs, according to the firm. Countering that optimism is the fact that in the U.S., new COVID cases are averaging 145,000 a day with more than 2,000 deaths. Consumer confidence declined midsummer during the latest wave of infections. Market research firm Numerator reported that in July and August, consumers expressed big concerns over the Delta variant, with 46% reporting they were, quote, highly concerned, end quote, a number that grew 10% between July and August as hospitals filled. 
the majority, 51%, cited the Delta variant with 66% of vaccinated adults expressing worries about family and friends becoming infected. Increased vaccinations and more widespread use of masks are working to bring down caseloads. California, a state with 39.5 million people that reported 65,000 cases a day last December, is now reporting fewer than 8,000 daily with an infection rate of 22 cases per 100,000. In contrast, Texas reports 44 cases per 100,000 this week, and Florida is experiencing 42 cases per 100,000. Deloitte Vice Chairman Rod Sides, the company's U.S. retail and distribution sector leader, writes that, quote, while consumer concerns about health and safety have eased since the last holiday season, pandemic-influenced shopping behaviors continue to gain traction, end quote. Biz Insight. Savvy tea retailers finalized preparations before September, borrowing in the spring to stocks, teaware, and gift selections for the holidays. Manufacturing was in full swing across Asia all summer, but shipping delays and the extraordinary spike in container charges make it imperative that holiday promotions begin early this year. The president of international operations at UPS advises consumers to, quote, order your Christmas presents now, because otherwise on Christmas Day, there may just be a picture of something that's not coming until February or March, end quote. Frequent diners are determined to return to their normal routine of dining out. Open Table's most recent quarterly survey of 20,000 restaurant fans finds 62% are now dining out at least once a week. During the first quarter, only 39% of frequent diners were eating out at least weekly. Takeout remains the most popular alternative to dining in, with 34% of respondents ordering takeout at least once a week. Proof of vaccination should be a requirement for staff, according to 46% of open table diners, up from 25% during the first quarter. A 71% majority are willing to show their vaccine cards, and 23% say that restaurants must require proof of vaccination before they will dine indoors. In the San Francisco Bay Area, 37% say proof of vaccination is a must. Overall, 48% of frequent diners are willing to show proof of vaccination but mandatory proof of vaccination isn't necessary for them to dine out. Nationally, 15% of respondents say they will refuse to show proof of vaccination as a requirement for dining in. In Florida, Nevada, and Arizona, that number rises to 23% who are unwilling to show proof of vaccination. Business Insight when asked what they miss, 93% of frequent diners cite dining at their favorite restaurant. Another 42% are longing for their favorite menu items, with 39% hoping to attend happy hours with friends, and 26% looking forward to wine and beer tastings. 
North America's largest tea retail chain has emerged from bankruptcy, named a new chairman to replace co-founder Herschel Siegel, and is now, quote, moving forward with a number of initiatives, end quote, according to CEO and Chief Brand Officer Sarah Siegel. Jane Silverston Siegel, Herschel Siegel's spouse, was named director and chair of the board on September 14th. Herschel remains a strategic advisor and retains 46% of the company's stock. During an earnings webcast, Sarah Siegel said that David's Tea is successfully transitioning to a digital-first company. In a release following the quarterly disclosure, Sarah Siegel announced the expansion of a store-within-a-store concept to 156 Rexall pharmacies. The four-foot in-store displays showcase 25 SKUs of teas. Sales declined 18.6% or $4.3 million to $18.7 million during the quarter ending July 31st. Pandemic-driven sales were $23 million during the same period in 2020. Business Insight During the earnings webcast, Sarah Siegel said that, quote, After a period of dramatic changes and transformation to our business over the past nearly 18 months, we are eager to connect with our customers in new ways. We are laying the foundation to scale and expand to become a truly global tea company, she said. Aravinda Anantharaman in Bengaluru reports on India's tea auction prices. India Tea Price Report for the week ending 18th September 2021. The focus continued to be on the issue of cheap tea imports from Kenya and Nepal. Indian media reported that Indian imports were up 176% year-on-year and that between January and June 2021, India imported 12.16 million kilos, already said to beat the total import of 2019. Tata Consumer Products Limited has been flagged for adding Nepal tea to their blends without proper labeling. The Indian Tea Association has written to the government asking them to intervene. In other developments, on 17 September, the Tea Board of India had a virtual meeting with tea producers and manufacturers to hear their views on the Contentious Tea Act of 1953. Recently, seven sections of the Act were suspended. Further changes following this meeting remain to be seen. In auctions, Sale 37 saw subdued demand for tea in South India, as both upcountry and corporate buyers have focused on North Indian auctions. In the North, Kolkata saw good demand. Middle East and CIS countries were active for Orthodox tea. Tata Consumer Products and Hindustan Unilever were active for Darjeeling. The monsoon flush, which is out now, is largely consumed in the domestic market. Prices did not vary much from the previous week. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award-winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. 
This week, T-Biz travels to Guwahati in Assam, India, where the co-founders of Folklore Tea engage customers at an unusual level of intimacy. Folklore Tea is anchored in storytelling. Marketing is simple and sincere. Packets are numbered with a handwritten note acknowledging the farmer who grew and hand-processed the company's selection of small-batch Asamaka Wulongs and Black Teas, including premium organic CTC. The year-old artisan brand christens its tea with local words that carry special meaning and includes in every packet an original poem describing the story of the tea. A recent development in tea in India has been the rise of new brands, many that have their roots in tea regions. Almost all of them seek to bridge producers and consumers. Most rely on the narrative that accompanies a product from its place of origin. For consumers, it's in part vicarious living and also a window to another world. This is as good as it gets for those who want to know who made their tea and where it comes from. A few of these brands choose to actively work with farmers and become more than a marketing platform for the produce. One such brand is Folklore Tea based in Gohati and started by Subhashish Bora, an urban planner, and Bidisha Das, a management grad. Also in Gohati, they run the Kohua Collective, a space that comes with a slow food cafe and tea room, ideas that seem to drive their work. They launched Folklore in early 2020 and as a brand are keen to carry the farmer's stories. Folklore is anchored in the idea of storytelling and connecting to consumers intimately. Each tea acknowledges the farmer who grew it. Each tea is given a name and a poem accompanies it. Each packet is numbered with a handwritten note addressing the recipient. And while these help connect with the drinker, it's not Folklore's unique sales proposition. That lies in the experiments and the work they do with their farmers. Currently, Folklore works with three small growers. Biman, Birinsi and Tarun, who collectively cultivate on about three hectares. These three growers also run Prithvi, a farmer-producer company, which now includes 56 members, with farms ranging in size from 0.2 to 3 hectares. All the growers are geographically located close to each other, making this a community enterprise of sorts. Biman, Birinsi and Tarun have chosen organic farming and have been working with the other members of Prithvi to convert inorganic farms to organic. This process takes a long time, up to five years, during which farmers have to face a loss in yield and income. Prithvi supports them by way of small scholarships for their children and also has a vermicomposting unit. In Assam, small tea growers typically sell the green leaves to bottle factories, who manufacture and sell tea. Most of these factories make CTCT, which is bought and blended for the domestic market. CTC factories are not always organic and here, the tea is mixed and the source and style of cultivation is lost. With no advantages to producing as organic, the farmer has no incentive to stay the course and this is something Folklore is trying to address. Currently, they have six small units where the tea is made. These units are not heavily equipped with machinery and even the CTC is made using traditional wooden tools. Subhashish talks about a proposed project for a mini-community factory that will be used to manufacture organic CTC with leaves sourced from their own farmer community. So right now, there are 56 growers who have joined the team. So collectively, uh, whenever we will be able to set up the factory, then we have a huge leaf bank to produce organic CTC. If we get the fund, then of course we'll go for CTC, which will be 100% organic CTC and managed by these 56 people. That is something completely 
community-based factory. Whatever we can do in terms of packaging design or maybe marketing will anyway help them. If we get this uh, opportunity and if we get this fund, which I'm not sure if we get, then of course we'll go for CTC. Uh, it will help not only these three people, but all the 56 families. So that is like almost 180 people will be benefited with this uh, factory. It will be a huge change in the village. For close association with Prithvi is a close and mutually beneficial one. They bring knowledge of cultivars and tea making along with market intelligence. As Subhashish says, most of the small tea growers with whom they are working started back in the early 1990s. They planted whatever tea bushes they could get from nearby tea gardens. The knowledge of cultivars was not very prominent at that time. So the folklore team decided to study about tea and brought knowledge and the willingness to experiment in tea making. The experiments are with clones, with leaf-to-bud ratio, with rolling techniques and processing methods such as pan roasting and naturally scenting tea. They've also taken on the immense challenge of making oolongs. Only a small volume of made tea, not more than 300 to 350 kilos, is sold under the folklore brand, and it's mostly black, oolong, and CTC. Artisanal tea making is still a niche market within India. Folklore seems conscious of this, taking a B2C approach for India and a B2B platform that caters to a global market, with customers in the US, Canada, UK, and Australia. Since the scale is still small, the brand can sustain its relationship and customer base. As Subhashish says, there are two main challenges and opportunities for the Assam's tea industry today. One, people who live here in the tea areas of the state don't know enough about loose-leaf teas. And two, there is a strong culture of tea that's drunk without milk, and yet the choice of tea remains CTC through and through. The irony of producing one of the finest teas and yet sending them to faraway markets is a story across India's tea-growing regions. It's very sad because uh, people in uh, their own region, especially uh, the villages or maybe the towns which are surrounded by the tea gardens, the people, they also don't know much about the loose-leaf teas. Marketing loose-leaf teas here with a little bit higher price is difficult because the it's, it takes a lot of effort to make loose leaf tea. And then if you're selling it for, let's say, uh, 300, 400 rupees a kg, then it's not giving you anything. Contrary to that, like you'll get CTC for 1 kg for 90, 100 rupees. So with milk tea, uh, everyone is going to CTC. In Assam, the culture of milk tea is there, of course, but the culture of water-based tea is also very high. But that water-based tea is made using CTC, not loose leaf teas. The economic status of this state is not very high. I mean, people have collectively less money. So buying 500 rupees kg one uh, tea is uh, not a thing here. Most of the growers face difficulties here. They don't have the human resource or the financial resource to go somewhere and to do marketing or to do packaging and these things. So many people who start making teas, they go back to selling their fresh leaves so that... Uh, they don't have to think about marketing again. And many people go back to inorganic state because uh, if they ultimately have to sell the leaves to bottle factories, then uh, no point of uh, maintaining organic. As much as the conversation is on branding and experimentation, ultimately what will make a brand like Folklore work is its impact on the community. Already there are plans to set up a bamboo cottage on one of the tea farms that will be open for experiential travel. Assam has a lot on offer from textiles to food and, of course, tea. We want to bring people, says Subhashish. We want to show the things that are going on here, that it's not only tea, but a lot of associated cultural elements. 
He talks about the vision to turn the area into an open museum where the entire place can act as a museum, all the houses can act as a museum, and the traditional tools which are used in the processing of tea are displayed as a living heritage. Subhashish describes folklore as a passion project. Perhaps that's what Assam needs more of. Passionate marketers who can join hands with farmers to create quality teas and find a market for the greater good of the community. And if it includes nudging local preferences towards better tea for their own consumption, that's an added bonus. So the black tea name is Travail. I'll just read it out. People have spun stories on my genesis. Was it a monk who discovered me? Or was it a king who dropped me in boiling water? Yet my origin is unknown. Since then, I have grown and grew and grew some more. Moving across spaces and borders, I am a living chronicle of several cultures. I am Travail. I was found through pure chance. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of key biz journalists and key experts? Contact them directly through Subtext, a private message-based platform. Avoid the chaos of social media and start a conversation that matters. Subtext's message-based platform lets you privately ask meaningful questions of the tea experts, academics, and tea biz journalists reporting from the tea lands. You see their responses via SMS texts, which are sent direct to your phone. Visit our website and subscribe to Subtext to instantly connect with the most connected people in tea. Remember to visit the TBiz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.